Welcome back to the Make It Count Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. And today, kicking off New Year, first podcast of the new year. Yeah, first podcast of 2024. This is our third, cal- wait, so we started in 2021, right? So this would be the fourth, technically our fourth year. We started tax season right around the end of tax season 2021. Okay. So this is like, we're in our fourth year doing this. Wow. I know. We're pros. I mean, Almost we've gone farther than most podcasts. 100%. I bet you we're go- we've gone farther than 99% of podcasts. I think wow. the stat is like 95% don't make it past five episodes or seven. It's, it's yeah. something. And yet look how far we have to go. That's right. You know? We're going to get better. Yeah, for sure. Always. That's, yeah. that's what happens at Mirror Group. We do, we, uh, we do things better. That's right. I don't you think know? that's our, um, in any of our, you know, marketing materials, but yeah. we do say do better business. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So I appreciate that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's like, that's the culture you're creating here. Absolutely. Um, all right. So today's episode is all about you. You hit me with this, this premise, right? When we're talking kind of what we're going to speak about, you said it clearly like this organization is the best tax strategy. Oh. Well, let me let me clarify a little bit. Okay, always. Not maybe the best, but relevant to most people. Because there's a next level. Like it's kind of like Maybe it's the bet it's the cart before the Absolutely. Yes. I Yeah, because we're going to get into what I think a lot of people do is they get their thought process around the in the content they're consuming. Right. I want to break that down a little bit, give you some give you some things to think about about how to structure better and then maybe you can adopt some of these things yeah. you've been hearing. But I think what you're hitting at is like the average small business owner, when we think, oh man, tax strategy. And and like all things, it's it's a new year. We're thinking, man, right. new year, new initiatives. This year's going to be different. This year, I'm coming out with the best tax strategies, right. and you <laughs> that's know, what every small business exactly. owner thinks, right? I know that's what I thought as the as the new year was. I was counting down the clock. I was like, "This is the year <laughs> right. for the most creative tax strategies." Right. Um, but to that end, yeah, we're always looking for like the loopholes. We're always looking for like the things that no one, you know, like these yeah. secret hidden things. And um, and you're you're basically just saying, no, look, the best way to save on taxes is to be organized. Yeah, and I'll give you some examples. Like, especially, I think this resonates well with people who are like consultants or maybe freelance people, because inevitably, those type of people have their income and expenses interspersed with their personal mm-hmm. accounts, personal credit cards, personal bank accounts. And what happens is, and if you listen long enough, you know I'm always going to go foundationally to you need a set of books. And what I mean by that is, have your accounting done in an accounting software, zero, our main one, or QBO, something in the cloud but something that's capturing all your data. But not only that, make it easier to capture your data by having it all in a business checking, a business credit card, that sort of thing. That's the number one thing I see with a lot of freelancer people or consultants, even like high net worth consultants. They'll tell me things like, oh yeah, I've got I'm, you know, I've got these these subscriptions on this credit card and these dues on this credit card. And all of a sudden you start to realize, what are they not remembering that could easily be deductible if it was just housed all in the same place. Mm. So 
I I started the the conversation with you and I before the podcast talking about, you know, just kind of jokingly about how everybody gets like, I get these all the time, once a week, probably a client sending me a TikTok video. And I might always, my common response to a lot of them is, you know, in jest, like, look, man, I know you want to make a trust in the Cayman Islands and have your kids on payroll, but you don't even reconcile your bank account. So like, let's kind of crawl yeah. before we walk, so to speak. So that's kind of where I wanted to start. I know we're going to get into some more practical tips, but yeah. that's the first thing I can think of, especially around consultants, freelance, gig economy type people is if you just had everything in one place, you'd be much better. Yeah. If you just had it organized and didn't have to remember that your cell phone bills on this card and your, you know, your monthly subscription to this service that you need is on this, is in this bank account, you'd be way better. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's kind of organize it this way. Just yep. maybe hit us with like the first steps uh, because I think what you're hitting at is like, I mean, this is hard stuff. This is yep. human nature, right? Right. You know, like we always want the, it's way more, we gravitate towards the, the K, whatever Correct. you said, that example far more than, right. than the other. It's like eat your vegetables, <laughs> you know? I'd much rather like buy a new gadget that is going to get me That six, mimics yeah, eating vegetables. Yeah, exactly. Correct. That shakes my belly. <laughs> <laughs> while I sit down and type at the desk. You know right, I mean? right. Like that, on, that's, while you're on a walking treadmill yeah, yeah. while you stand up desk. Right. That's yeah. way more fascinating to me than like, oh yeah, just do, do the you, yeah. Do the common uncommonly <clears throat> well. I heard Logan saying that in his podcast earlier. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So okay, first step. Segregate business from personal. Very easy. People just won't do it. Get and this doesn't mean you have to have an LLC. I want to clarify. Like if you're just a freelancer, mm-hmm. graphic design, doing stuff on Upwork, you could form an LLC. Sure, it doesn't change anything. I mean, that's another thing I want to make sure people understand. Forming an LLC changes nothing from a tax perspective. I'm going to say right. it again. Yeah. Forming an LLC does not create magical tax deductions that you don't otherwise have if you're operating under just your right. own name. You're just speaking organizationally, have a separate bank account so you can have a separate zero account. Absolutely. everything's sort of fenced off. Well, what you'll know is this. You'll know by process of elimination I only spend my business funds in this account or on this credit card. Therefore, most of this is business, and I'm not having to go search for my deductions in another account on another credit card. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Get your stuff segregated. You Act like a business. Even if that's you as personally with a separate, again, no LLC, that's you with a, just a separate checking account that you call whatever your business name is, you know, Tyler Werner, DBA, Werner Enterprises. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Yeah. Just get something separate. How's everything there? That's a great start. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's step one. Step of, one. I mean, if you're not there, that's the best place to get away. Absolutely. Start, yeah, start to understand segregation in the sense that you don't live from your business. You make distributions from your business account to your personal and live from those funds. Mm -hmm. Very different. Because generally, again, talking to sole proprietors here, you're not taking a salary like a W-2 wage, like a lot of people would. And we can talk S-Corps and all that where you do. Mm-hmm. And if you did, that would this would be the same thing. You would take your W-2 wage and put it in your personal account and spend from that money. Very simple. It creates organization. It creates less... Qu- At the end of the year, you're getting your taxes done. you got all this stuff commingled. Your tax bill goes up now. It's harder. You, you, you miss things. But also, maybe the CPA misses things because he just can't tell and he's trying to not run up a bill looking through all your transactions so there's there's lots of layers to this that make start to add value just keep it separate Mm -hmm. and then tell the cpa hey every time i transfer a round number to the account ending in eight two six one that's a personal draw like 
very simple. You know, mm-hmm. like 2500 five grand, right? That yeah. starts to make a lot more sense than, oh, disregard that Netflix charge. That's for my kids. Like, it's, you know, something's mm-hmm. going to get missed. Yeah. All right. So that's that's a simple place to start. What about zero? You mentioned zero already as kind of like, yep. I mean, this is a place to start. Yeah. So once you have everything segregated, and, and what I would say is bank account, either a company debit card. We really recommend a credit card because of the fraud prevention aspect of a credit card. If you're spending online, debit card, credit card, only for business, dedicated just for business, connect those to, so get with either, you know, learn how to set up a zero file with the chart. So you actually recommend, sorry, but a quick question, like you recommend a credit card over a debit card. Well, let me back up. You know, the, the Dave Ramsey, crew would say absolutely not right and what i would say is if you're i'm under the premise that you're somewhat diligent and can manage money yeah i'm not i'm, I'm from, more speaking about the fraud oh absolutely so, i mean it's the only reason i use american express the, for the services like so you i find their fraud protections better than the, well uh, absolutely because it, it, there's different laws around credit card spending and what they have to handle versus a bank account really oh yeah Absolutely. So and I'm, also you're not out your money. When you spend it on a credit card and it's a fraudulent charge, you'll have you may have to pay it so chances are you won't have to pay for it. But you don't have to pay for it right then and there and get the money back. Think if somebody spent five grand on your debit card. While you may get it back, what's the time to get it back? Month, two months, dispute, filing paperwork. Again, you may get it back. I'd I'd rather just that just be on a credit card and they say disputed, it's not on my bill yet. And I don't have to pay for it. So there's a time value too, is opportunity cost. Like if somebody fraudulently spent five grand on your debit card at Costco, you're in a pickle because you got to get the money back. Yeah, yeah, I that's see. what I mean by that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that little tangent. <laughs> yeah, you're just basically saying you're talking about the account. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And zero. Yeah, just set up a zero file or a QuickBooks online file. Connect your bank account. What I mean by connect is there's a way for you to put your login credentials into those software, and the data will flow in. What I mean by that is the transactions will show up in Zero or QuickBooks Online for you to act on them, to code them, to apply rules to them, essentially to do your bookkeeping. So if you've got it segregated, great. Now you know predominantly most things coming in there are business. Okay, now let's put those in a business uh, accounting software and account for them. Very gotcha. easy. Yeah. So, what's the state of receipts in twenty twenty four? Like, oh man, I, I mean, I know it's a big. When we talk about organization, yeah, that's a good question. Like, so okay, I get this question a lot actually, and I'm going to go back to what the IRS says, like kind of a tax policy. Receipt is your number one defense in an audit to prove deductibility of an expense. Okay, everybody say, well, what about my credit card statements? Not the best source. It's clear from case law. You read anything on the IRS. Bank statement will not suffice. It could work, but it's not the best defense. If you and I go to lunch and we talk business at Ruth's Chris, the best defense is that receipt that says Tyler Warner and I on January 5th talked about the podcast, 200 bucks. It's the best defense. And so, is that the plan for after we? Yeah, well, finish? it is lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I like that. <laughs> so, what I would say is zero and QBO make it real easy to just snap a picture of a receipt. And what I love is do the accounting right from your phone. So we have a policy here at Mirror Group. If you spend company money, because you know people here in our organization spend on our credit card, there better be a receipt attached. Two reasons. One, what I just mentioned, deductibility of the expense, proving it, substantiating it. But two, a culture of accountability around how we spend money. Mm-hmm. So when we spend, 
we better know, whoever's spending it, that somebody could look at this. Mm-hmm. Somebody could track this. Somebody has access to this. And it just, again, we've had other episodes where we talked about fraud. I'm not saying that prevents fraud or people spending fraudulently on my credit card, but I really think it deters it. I think you brought up the example when we were talking about how Walgreens has the mirrors at the top. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you won't steal, mm-hmm. but it does mean, hmm. Yeah, it deters 99.9% Exactly, of and that's all you're trying to create. So twofold, well, threefold really um, around receipts. Also, I like to then go in the Zero app because I've told everybody I want receipts attached, so I need to follow this when I'm out spending. Like that example of you and I going to lunch, I would snap a picture of that receipt literally about 30 seconds. Zero app, open it up, snap a picture of that receipt, Say who the vendor was. Say what I did. Lunch with Tyler Werner. Talk about podcast. Two hundred bucks. Business meals. Snap a picture. Upload. What does that do? That would create the transaction in zero, such that when my bank or in this case my credit card sends that data in, zero will know they're one and the same. Will reconcile the two. That receipts attached to that transaction in perpetuity. So yeah. I've done the accounting now. Yeah. I've already done the. So a lot of people are thinking I don't want to do accounting. Well. How about when you're just at point of sale, snapping pictures of receipts, categorizing them, throwing the receipt away? You've done your accounting and substantiated the expense. Yeah. Easy. Right. Just behavior. You yeah. know, it's just behavior. Take yeah. 30 to 45 seconds and do that. Yeah. And even if, and even if, so that even if you didn't do it that way, giving that somebody, giving that task for somebody to do is still far easier. I do it and, all the time. And you've done, you've done the bookkeeping and the accounting. Yeah. So sometimes like, yeah. um, what happened the other day? I spent something on my credit card, but I didn't have a receipt. I like told somebody to charge my card, I think of what it was. So I just sent Renee an email. Renee's our office coordinator. Hey, I spent 200 bucks here. Save this email as a PDF and upload it to the transaction and just say this is the receipt. I spent 200 bucks for this thing. It was mm-hmm. done. I mean, use common sense and don't, don't overanalyze this stuff. But if you just get in the habit of saying we attach receipts, then attach receipts, it makes your life much easier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that's probably the biggest thing in organization. You know what I mean? Everything that, that's still the case, right? I mean, accountants have to have receipts or at we least, don't yeah. have to have receipts. You as the taxpayer have to have receipts. Meaning if you come to me as a tax client and your books look reasonable, like my ethical responsibility is if something looks off, I, I should question it. But I can take your word for things, right? I mean, if you say, no, I, I have $10,000 of meals and I go out to lunch with clients, I'm not going to audit you. Mm-hmm. But if the IRS audits you, they're going to ask for the receipts because the burden of proof is on you as the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. It's not innocent until proven guilty. It's not deductible until you prove it's deductible. It's a different standard. Gotcha. So you've got to say, well, here are the 100 receipts you asked for. I went to lunch with this guy, talked about this on this date at this restaurant. The who, what, when, where, why? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's why receipts are great. I know people don't want to do it, but it's so easy now. Yeah. Um, so do it. Yeah. All right. So what else? We got we got I mean, that's yeah. You've got a separate bank account, you're spending money separately, you're funneling all that data into zero or QuickBooks yep. so that you can keep track of all of it. Right. What's sort of the next piece of getting organized? Is it have to do with your your, you know, uh, chart of accounts? Is it categorizing things? What, what are you doing with the data? Yeah, what I would say is if on, hopefully on the front end, you got with somebody to kind of help you get going. We do this for a lot of people where we'll set up their chart of accounts, something that makes sense. I got, um, I got a PNL from a pr- prospective new client today. 
And one of the things I noticed was all these different accounts that were like vendor names, like Sam's, Costco, Best Buy. It's like, that's not like, that's not done well. You're going to end up with a five-page P&L where your, vent, your accounts are vendors. Those should all be, let's just say, in supplies. Then you pull the detail of supplies to find mm-hmm. out how you how much you spend at Best Buy, Costco, Sam, whatever that I right. mentioned. So just get with somebody on the front end to help you out. Make your accounts categories more than vent. Not more than. They should be categories of spending, not the actual vendor names. That doesn't... You'll end again. You will end up with hundreds of accounts, mm-hmm. and your bookkeeping will be erratic because you don't always know where to put things. If you have twenty accounts, it starts to become systematic. Yeah. So let somebody help you on the front end. But to answer your question, the next step would be is just make sure you're doing it right. Have somebody. We offer a service called DIY Assisted, where you do your books, and we just come behind you monthly, quarterly, depends on the the type of client, and we just make sure you're doing things right because. Everybody, I think, has been conditioned. I don't know why. Maybe it's QuickBooks for years saying you can do your own bookkeeping, that they can do their own bookkeeping. And some people can, and some people, I would say most people cannot because they don't know what they don't know. I'll give you a perfect example. I see people all the time borrow money on their line of credit, right? Common thing, cash flow needs, money in, money out. They'll borrow money on their line of credit. When it comes in as a deposit, they call that income. It's not income. They don't know that because they're not an accountant. And what happens is now you well you're also you're not playing if somebody's not catching that you're paying taxes on it, but you'd want it to be caught faster because what if you're trying to do a tax projection and say hey much how much do I owe in taxes? Well, that's why we always want to be involved in our clients' books because we want to help them plan for taxes. We need to know things are done properly. So I'm long-winded way of saying have somebody look at it if you're not an accountant and chances are you're not. Yeah. Let somebody look at it, make a few adjustments, coach you on how to do it better, and have them as kind of a backup. I always recommend it. I know you've kind mm-hmm. of pushed back on me on that sometimes about like, you know, using technology and it's still not to the and it will get to the point. I'm not I'm not a person that's saying that technology won't do a lot of this stuff. But if you are the one still, you know, at the keyboard and you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what a balance sheet is and you don't know what a balance sheet's supposed to look like. You don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Have somebody looking over your shoulder. Yeah. So you help there following a thread of like, okay, whenever you miscategorize a line of credit, then it becomes taxable. It, then it's all of a sudden assumed as taxable income. Unless somebody... It, unless because it's on your... It's on your P&L in revenue. It's on your P&L in revenue like it would be a big sales or you know anything else. Can I give you an example of something you did? In the, you and I, I don't yeah, think this I think is, I've made that mistake. So, no, you did this. Very, I, I'm, this is, this is, I want to give a real world example of something everybody would do. You had sold a business and they were paying, you remember this? They mm-hmm. were paying you monthly. But the business you were depositing in it, it wasn't their revenue. You had sold another business and you had operate, then you were, op, I'm going to call, you sold business A mm-hmm. and business B is your operating company. Mm-hmm. You were getting the deposits from the business you sold into business B. Right. Okay. It wasn't business B's revenue. It was a personal, it was your personal revenue. Mm. It was a, so at that point, we knew because we knew you as a client and we had notes in our file saying, look for this. We pulled it out of revenue and said, that's not revenue. That's a capital contribution. You didn't know that because you're not an accountant. You mm-hmm. think deposit equals income. Common mistake. Yeah. We then go, no, common mistake would have cost you 5000 bucks in taxes mm-hmm. because we knew that revenue was only about 50% taxable because yeah. it was on an installment sale and not too many details for this podcast. Yeah. The point is you didn't know what you didn't know. Right. 
You would reconcile the bank account, which is what I hear. Well, the bank account's reconciled. It is great. But did you, with the reconciliation, did you put things where they should go? Mm-hmm. You didn't know. And that's yeah. fine. We caught it. You paid yeah. us to catch it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the point, too, is like people want to know. I think that's why I like what you guys are doing with the DIY assistance because people want people want that correction. They want to know that they're doing it right. They don't want to wait till the end of the year to find out they're doing it wrong. Doing Correct. It wrong. Um, and so because it is data entry that they're doing on a routine basis. So you want to know, all right, I'm doing this right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what are, what are some ways, I guess that's, I guess that's really it. It's just kind of this back and forth, right. Of you, you do what you think you need, you need to do. And then you get, you get your eyes on it and it's gets corrected. Yeah. And depending upon the magnitude, how big your business is, a very profitable would determine how many transactions determine kind of that cadence. Like, do we need to come in monthly? Mm -hmm. Do we need to come in quarterly? Do we need to come in semi annually? Mm -hmm. You know, it just depends. It depends also what's your budget for that. I would just say, and what's at stake. Yeah, absolutely. You you know, I think that's what people don't realize is like, um, you're drawing it back to what's at stake, more paying more taxes. Absolutely. That's why this that's that's the whole claim you're making is being organized is the is not the best. Correct. But at least it's the first. It's strategy. for most people the best it's I would say for most people the best strategy. Yeah. Because they're not. Yeah. And you've seen this, I mean, I'm hearing tax court this is amazing to me that people go to tax court without a set of books. But like they'll go to tax court without a set of books and like they have to reconstruct it. And the IRS just slaughters them. It's like, well, we we assume that every deposit, the IRS will say this. We assume that every deposit is revenue. Tell us why it's not. Well, what if you put in 50 grand out of your personal savings because your business was tight and you needed the money? Like, you got to go back and think about that four years later. Like, do this stuff proactively. I'm telling you it's better. Mm-hmm. Because then what we're getting to on the back end of all this is to the point about, is it the best strategy? No. The best strategy comes after you are organized, repeatable, current, and working with someone. Then we start to fine tune. Then we start to, perfect example, I have a client. We did all this work at year end. He's coming from, makes a, makes a really good living, no books, money spent on every credit card you can imagine. We got it all organized. Before year end, we're able to plan with him on a salary to take. From that, we were able to max out a SEP IRA. From that, we were able to withhold some from that salary such that he wouldn't get underpayment penalties because we understand how payroll taxes work and withholding. Like We did this all in one fell swoop. Now, it was expensive, but going forward, now this guy's on a regular payroll. He's talking about um, I, I want to get on a regular payroll so our household budgeting gets better. So my wife knows this is what's coming in. We can only spend this. The rest is kind of gravy. Like There's starting to be layers to this thing. Now mm-hmm. he knows. He, go, he told me. Man, I didn't realize I was spending that much money. I said, well, how would you know? Yeah. You never had it aggregated in one place to go, damn, we eat out that much? Yeah. Like, now, now he lost 20 pounds. Oh, he's, you know, so the, the the benefits are great. But my point is it starts to layer. You start with being organized. You end with being strategic. Mm. And yeah. that's what I want people to realize. But people jump to strategy. Yeah. You can't jump to strategy. It's like the whole crawl before you walk. Yeah. You don't reconcile your bank account. You don't need offshore holding companies. <laughs> like, back it up. Yeah. And if you did, maybe I'm not the guy for you because I'm not an international tax expert. I'd be happy if you got that that successful to send you to somebody that knows what the heck they're doing around yeah. a super complex t- tax Well, record. I think what... Well, 
in life you always find is that the, you know, the end of that rainbow, if you will, is still, you got to do the work. You yeah. mean like that, yeah. that's, it's just sort of a, uh, it's just sort of a fantasy. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, when you find some strategy, it's like it just, all it is is some kind of mental fantasy. Oh, this will be a way that I can divert the hard work of getting organized or the discipline that it takes to do X, Y, or Z. I mean, it's, it's in a lot of ways, just like anything else. You know I'll mean? give you an example too. I do this sometimes. I'm, let's say I'm avoiding something. I don't want to deal. I don't want to do it. But then I get into it and then I realize, okay, because now I'm addressing this thing. Now I can see clearly how to automate it, delegate it, eliminate it. Right. But if I, if I avoid the thing, then it becomes mm-hmm. a bigger problem. It, it weighs on you. Do your bookkeeping. And then once you get into it, realize, oh, I can set up rules. That every time I spend at Office Depot, the software knows to say that's office supplies. Yeah. Okay. Now it's not so hard. Or every time I go and just spend money, I snap the picture of the receipt and I put it to an account. And I, my CPA has kind of told me these are the 10, 12 accounts you normally use. Yeah. Now I'm starting to make some progress and it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. But if it becomes a big issue, then you avoid it. Yeah. And you don't even, you don't even get the opportunities to automate it. You know? Yeah. Well... I think I think we've made the case. You know, the the message, the resounding message of this podcast is: do the work, eat the frog, yep. get organized, right? You know, and then or can I give you another example? Sure. Pay somebody to do your books. Yeah. Very simple. We do what's called. So I talked about DIY assisted. We do full service. We'll do it all for you. You still have to be involved, though, mm-hmm. because we don't know everything you're spending and what it was. There'll be questions. We'll get better as you train us. Hey, when I spend at these places, this is what it's for. Great. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. We'll have it out. We'll have it done by our goal, and we get this is what we do with all internal clients. We get the bookkeeping done by the 20th of the month following. So your January bookkeeping is done by February 20th, probably earlier. With two, we give with when we do your bookkeeping, we send you two bits of it, what I would call advice. Hey, just these are things we notice. That's a standard. So you want it done, and somebody pointing out a few things about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Get us to do it. Yeah, that's a, it's also a, uh, it's a more expensive option, obviously. But what's your time worth? Right. So yeah, and that may be the case for people. It's that's I mean that's how you make business decisions. You know? Absolutely. Well, good. Well, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. This is a good New Year's uh, first podcast. Yeah. A kick in the pants to just, you know. Right. Uh, to get after it. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, we'll end it there. And as always, go to Group. You can find more great podcasts there with other tips and strategies for uh, not just tax planning, but basically doing better business. I mean, absolutely. getting your whole financial operation in order like you said, automated, all that, that's all the things that, you know, you guys care about and talking about all the time and right. help people with. So if that's what you're looking for in your business, if you're just like, man, I'm at my wits end with my accounting, it's a mess. I'm ready to get it organized. I'm ready to go from, you know, what we talk about the shoe box to, right. uh, you know, total C CFO mode, right. Then mirror group will help you get there. So Check out mirror.group, find, reach out, find more content there as well. Until next time. Yep. Thanks, guys.